Coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the award-winning Parareality Radio. My name's Sandman, and I'll be your host for the next two hours. Good evening, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. Well, you know it's the first Monday of the month, Monday, October 6, 2014, and that means it's time for another episode of Parareality Radio. Tonight's guest is Isaac Weishaupt author of the book, A Grand Unified Conspiracy Theory, The Illuminati, Ancient Aliens, and Pop Culture. Isaac also runs the website IlluminatiWatcher.com. Tonight we're going to be talking about his book, his website, how we got into the world of conspiracy theory, and so much more. Welcome to Parareality Radio, Isaac. Thanks for having me, Sam. Uh, hey, thanks for being here. It's it's really great to be able to talk to you here on the show again. Um, we've actually tried this once before and recorded uh, basically all but five minutes. We were getting ready to wind things down, and uh, the old uh, recording software mysteriously crashed. Something that it's never done before. Kind of, um, I don't know. It's a little, little suspect, don't you think? Yeah, it was mysterious indeed. You know, I, I actually, on my home landline, I hear, periodically I hear noises, like a tick. Like after so many seconds, like I'll hear a, a, a very like audible kind of a muffled change in tone. Every single time I'm on the phone with somebody, so I don't know oh. if they're watching. I mean, if they're watching me, you know, I, I can't say I blame them if they're going to watch anyone. You know, I guess you got to watch the people talking about this uh, more more dangerous stuff. So yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily blame them, but I hope they know I'm no threat. So please, NSA, stop listening to me. Well, you know, uh, you're talking about you, you, you hear that noise. Um, when we tried to record this a few days ago, um, I was hearing... Yeah, I've got this, you know, I was telling you about how how I run my, my software and my microphones and everything into this computer program that I've got. And in my headphones, I was hearing this sound that reminded me of what it sounds like when you hear uh, a helicopter flying over your house. It, it, it had that kind of noise in my headphones. And it wasn't constantly all the time, but... Every few minutes, it would it would manifest itself, and it would last for a couple of minutes, and then it would go away, and maybe ten or fifteen minutes later, it would come back yeah, I, and last for a few I, minutes. And I think you're kind of uh, you know when you when you approach some of these topics, you're kind of asking for something to happen, and you know and that's not me just trying to speculate and be sensational but you know honestly I, bl- I believe a lot of the stuff is true and there's certain powers that be and why wouldn't they be keeping tabs on the people that are talking about it so well I'm not surprised at all it makes sense to me i mean we, we may be overthinking this issue here but it certainly does make a hell of a lot of sense to me if you, you know yeah i got my uh, i got my tinfoil hat on today though <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I wish I had thought of that. I need to go make it during, during a break or something. I go make myself a tinfoil helmet. That's great. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna uh, print out some some Illuminati Watcher labels on the side of some and try to sell them from the website. Oh man, that's a great idea. You could you could probably retire off of that. <laughs> make a little bit of money. <laughs> I'll go ahead and retire right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, working out for there you go. Yeah. 
<laughs> like that old uh, TV commercial where the guy graduated college and they said, uh, what are you going to do now? And he said, I'm going straight into retirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. If only it worked like that. Before we uh, before we get uh, real in-depth into the show, let me tell everybody how they can get in touch with me here because if you are a uh, new listener or even if you're an old listener or if uh, it's been a while since you've listened, you know there are several different ways that you can get in touch with me here, Sandman, on Pair Reality Radio. First of all, you can always drop me an email. My email address is sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. You can uh, just... Visit my website if you want to. My email address is plastered on the website. That's www.parareality.com, obviously. And I'm also available on Facebook. If you're like probably, what, 99% of the free world who has uh, internet, you probably have Facebook. So just look for Sandman.Parareality there on Facebook. And uh, you can find out all about some guests for the show and what's going on in the world of Parareality Radio and me, Sandman. And finally, you can still call the studio line. Back when I was still doing a live show, now uh, these days I'm doing podcasting, but I still have the studio line left over from the live show. I just can't bring myself to get rid of it. You can always call that 615-692-1170. That number to call once again is 615-692-1170. Just call and leave a message. You want to talk about uh, something you heard on this episode or... Uh, an earlier episode, maybe you've got an idea for a topic to bring up or, or a guest, or maybe you want to be on the show. Maybe you've had something happen to you and you want to be on Perialty Radio. Just call 615-692-1170 and leave a message. Now, just be aware that when you leave a message that you are giving me permission to play your comment back on the show. So if you don't want me to do that, make sure you tell me in your message. <clears throat> may also answer the phone as well. You never know because I'm always here in the studio working on the show some shape, form, or fashion. So you may just actually catch me. So um, 24-7, give it a call, 615-692-1170. Those are all the ways you can get in touch with me, Sandman, here on Parareality Radio. All right, welcome back, Isaac. Uh, hey, how do you... How, how do you uh, tell everybody how you pronounce your last name? And it, 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 what's 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 up with that, man? What's up with that that funky name you got going on there? So I fully admit that's a goofy last name, <laughs> and the origin of it came about because I was called by a radio station out in Oklahoma to do a morning show, and at the time I was just well, I don't want to take the starting my blog. I was probably a year or so in, year and a half maybe, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they wanted the name, and, you know, at that point, I had been going by this name, Isaac Weishop, mm-hmm. and I just decided to stick with it since I'd already started it, because the the name Isaac Weishop is it's kind of a kind of a play on words, because the last name Weishop is a, from the Bavarian Illuminati blood bloodline of Adam Weishop, who's the, the Jesuit who started the actual Illuminati back in 1776. Right. But I'm of no relation, contrary to the beliefs you could see online, that I'm a disinformation agent. And, you know, that's another one of these things that just comes with the territory. You're dealing with people who are into conspiracies and a little bit of paranoia mixed in, and they some people think I'm pushing some agenda to counter the 
conspiracy, but yeah, I'm no relation to the actual Adam Vitop. That's just the name I use online, and it's stuck, and that's what people know me as now. So there we go, stuck with it for eternity now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. I know what it's like to to do something like that and then be stuck with it because I kind of had have the same thing happen with the the moniker that I use for my radio show here, my podcast. I back when I started this way back in uh, God 2004. Yeah. I started way back in 2004. I uh, I kind of wanted to um, keep up with the... Because, you know, I talk about some weird and, uh, you know, topics myself. And I kind of wanted to keep up with the whole mysterious theme of the show. So I thought, oh, I'll give myself this name. And it'll be so <laughs> cool and and mysterious and everything. And, and it actually... it, it I, I'm going to say it worked. Uh, and now I'm like you... I'm stuck with it. Yeah, so. you, don't, you don't you don't really think it through that much. You don't think like because at the time when I when I kind of started, I was like, well, you know, this is, this is just a hobby and mm-hmm. a side thing. I didn't think it would ever get the interest that it's got now. And you know, I I, I kind of like the Sandman name myself. I don't think it's thank that you. bad, but well, thank you, thank the, you, thank you. Uh, the the uh, Isaac Vitop, I thought I was being clever because because I don't I forgot to add the second part of why that's the name because because the website's Illuminati Watcher and, and mm-hmm. when I started I I just called myself the Illuminati Watcher and then I decided to give myself an actual name because I was signing up for like Facebook accounts and all that yeah. and they wanted a real name in there so I put Isaac with the I and then Vitop with the with the W and uh, and then on top of that there's even more to it because Isaac was the you know the the sacrifice in the Bible of Abraham, and mm-hmm. that's significant in all of these kind of historical belief systems because that's where you know all three of the major Abrahamic religions stem from is that event where Abraham went to sacrifice his child because that back in those days that's what they did was sacrifice children, and you know that's that's a that's an underlying theme in several of my posts where I talk about Moloch, this, this bull deity that the the Canaanites and the Phoenicians used to worship and, you know, they used to sacrifice children and that's arguably still going to this day, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. But, so, yeah, so, so Isaac Weishaupt, that's totally not your real name at all. Nothing to do with no, your real name. Uh-uh. Wow. Okay. So <clears throat> that's, that, that I was, that's, my, I'm, I'm like you, I, I, I talk about controversial stuff and I've got a regular day job. So yeah. like, can't necessarily blend the two. I can't go to go to my day job and and talk about this stuff because you know there's a stigma to it. And yes, there is. Unfortunately, if you try to if you try to bring these topics up to the you know the, the mainstream masses, they'll ridicule you and you know you're done. You're a rat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. You know I uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I had a uh, started the the job that I'm currently working. I started it four years ago. And uh, I working. I'm with the the same company. I've been with this company for almost ten years. I just changed locations, and um, I had done a interview for a local uh, cable access program uh, here in the Nashville area. And um, I'm like you. I kind of I, I I keep what I do here separate from my, my, uh, 
my day job, my pro- professional life, and and um, I kind of don't talk about it at all. And yeah. lo and behold, in the break room, there's a there's this big like sixty inch HD TV that they graciously brought us bought us for the break room and you know they leave it on 24 7 and someone had for whatever reason had the channel turned to that cable access show and my interview was on (laughs) and uh yeah and because you know i thought nobody watches cable access come on you know (laughs) and um whoever the the person that was in there was like oh my god he's he's on the He's on TV and was calling everybody in there, and then I became. Uh, yeah, I know. And uh, <clears throat> so, I, for probably about I don't know a month, I was like this little celebrity in the <laughs> in the department there, and it was it was actually kind of funny. And and I thought, oh God, because I hadn't been working there very long at all, and I was like, oh God, this is just gonna this is not gonna be good because you're that guy now. Yeah, and actually everybody embraced it uh, very well, man. It was it was great, and then I had people coming and telling me all of these weird stories and and yeah, uh, yeah, dude. You know what? And I I don't want to cut you off, but while you're talking about that, before I forget, I I noticed I was at a book signing and there were like just tons of people. Like I'd say most of the people I talked to had at least one paranormal story, Mm -hmm. and if they didn't have a personal story, they had a relative that they were buying a book for. They're like, man, my my dad is into these conspiracy theories, Mm -hmm. and my brother, and, you know, that's what's kind of uplifting to me, because that's kind of one of the side goals of this whole project of mine is, you know, this whole aspect of looking at conspiracy theories, I think that supports different different positive things like you know you get to learn about history you get to learn about anthropology stuff you get to learn about critical thinking skills and questioning yeah. authority and you know all these good things that that come from it and you know everybody to an extent is a conspiracy theorist but i think i think the problem is that there's too many conspiracy theorists out there that don't present hmm. uh, what do you call it don't they're not forthcoming and honest about everything and sometimes they they throw out a little, little too much speculation without warning the the reader that hey, this is a little bit of a stretch. Whereas I, tr- I try to do that for the most part. Well, let's let's talk about that. For you initially had the website first, IlluminatiWatcher.com, right? Yeah, yeah. So it started out about three years ago. I was going to grad school and I. I had to get a hobby. I would just I would jump from one thing to the next, and nothing would stick. So, uh, you know, I I I was a engineering student, and I, I've done code and all this stuff, but I've never I've no clue about web publishing. So I, I I gravitated towards it and figured out how to get the blog going. And originally, the the intention was to have a website that would cover a certain niche of topics that I thought there that I wasn't able to find a website on, and that niche was like. A mixture of horror movies, rap music, conspiracy theories, and music, films, stuff like that. And I, I wasn't able to find that all in one source. Like, I would jump from maybe 10 different websites every day that I had bookmarked, and I was like, man, I could do this, you know, because I was writing, I wrote a, a you know, two or three hundred page thesis, and mm-hmm. I I presented it, and I got an A, and I was like, oh, that's great, man. And it, but, 
but you know who reads the thesis? One person, the professor. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or a few. There's a you know a few professors, but the, the point is, like, I'm like, I I killed myself for six months to write this thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's good, and I got a good grade. You know, I'm proud of it. But like, no one's reading it. You know, like, no one in my family wants to read this. It's boring. You know. So I thought <laughs> that that was what sparked the books. But anyways, going going back to the website. Yeah, I, I, originally started out as a blog and. And I noticed I was getting some traffic, and I, I kind of curtailed the traffic to what the readers seemed to like the most. And I, I noticed they were really into the conspiracy theories that I was talking about. And as, originally, I was just presenting videos. Like, I'd be like, you know, here's a, a, the latest interview with David Icke, or here's Jay Widener's discussion on The Shining or whatever. And, and that was about as far as I took it. And, you know, you can go back. On, you can go on the website. I've... I've completely like uh you know embarrassed by it. but you can go back to my old post and i mean they're atrocious but you know i still got them I, one of these days if i can ever be independently wealthy i'll go back through and and doctor them all up and patch them up and add some insight to them but anyways it started out pretty bad pretty rough but people were into it and yeah. that that kind of gave me fuel to keep going and so i i would just focus on what the what the uh you know what the what the people were interested in and i would I would dig more into that, and I would research a little bit more because I wanted to really give the the audience something they wanted. And lo and behold, you know, fast forward three years, and now I'm kind of building certain conspiracy theories. And I don't know how much I want to call them conspiracy theories as much as they are just it's more like social theories and pop culture theories because I'm, I'm just seeing these links because I've. Mm -hmm. I've just I've read so much and listened to so many of these conspiracy theorists that I can see these links in everything I watch from movies to music videos and you know it's 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 all over the place and I mean I could literally if I didn't have to work a day job I could write probably ten posts a day of just stuff I see on a daily basis. Well, once you've drank the Kool Aid and your eyes are opened, you 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 can't unsee these things. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking from, from personal experience because as you and I have, um, uh, exchanged emails and, um, uh, talked, I mean, we've, we've talked on the phone a, a few times and I've read your, how I got into this whole thing was I, I, I read your, I read your book mm-hmm. and, um, a grand unified conspiracy theory, and and uh, then after talking to you, that that led to reading the book, led to me going to the website. And after I've been to the website a few times, I left you a a a, a, a comment and one I can't remember what uh, what you were blogging about or posting about, but I left a comment to that, and then that led us you know, getting in contact with each other personally and having this whole exchange. But as I have, have, you know, read your book, read some stuff on your website. Now I can't, I'm, I'm like you, I'm starting to see links and, and connect dots and stuff. And it's, you, it's, it's all over the place. I, I, you know, it, it's, it's really weird. My, my, my girlfriend recorded, um, um, Oh, I can't remember what the heck the name of it is, but it's like this two and a half hour long Jay Z and Beyonce concert. Oh yeah, 
I, I'm, I'm halfway through it. It's painful because even though I love rap and R&B music, I, I don't particularly like Jay-Z or Beyonce. And I'm, and I'm literally like halfway through watching that thing because I, I thought, man, this is going to be full of like occult symbolism. And I, I, I've seen a couple things so far. Yeah, me too. Me too. But, yeah, uh, on the run, that's what it is. Is that is yeah, that on the run on yep. HBO, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and and I'm seeing these things, and there's these triangles, and some of them are right side up, some of them are upside down. I'm going, oh, oh, do you know what that means? <laughs> She's like, what yeah. the freaking triangle? What are you talking about? And yeah, you know, and of course, you know, Jay Z's throwing up his, depending on who you talk to, is either his diamond symbol or the triangle, whichever you know, and. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's it's freaking all over the place. And then there's the Jared Leto stuff that you're posted, and and I, I read your whole article about uh, the symbolism from Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. And now I now I'm now I'm freaking fascinated with this movie, and I want to watch the movie and break it down. So I mean, you're 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 getting to me with with what what yeah. you're doing here. So. Well, that's. That's good to hear and disturbing at the same time. But you know, thank you. <laughs> yeah, the, the Shining man, that's the that's like one of the greatest all time movies. I've seen it so many times, and and that was one of the kind of when I had my my awakening moment where I started saying, you know what, like maybe I should, you know, I started branching out into making my own theories up a little bit. I I said, you know, there's really no good source for the shining online where they, they show all of the images and stills you know mm-hmm. there's a couple of like youtube videos or something where they'll show little yeah. clips here and there but it's not like comprehensive so i uh i just wanted to do that on my own and show everyone like okay well here's like i, I compiled like most all of the conspiracy theories about the film and i tried to present them on the post like okay here's the one theory and here's one image from it and then it goes in like sequential order, so you can almost yeah. like use it as a film companion and watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking so. about doing. Believe it or not, was I was thinking about printing off your that that whole article that you wrote and use it to watch the as a as a guide to watch the film, basically. Is oh yeah, I should put that at the top of the post. I should write you know, yeah. the whole film guide or something. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me give me full credit for that, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so you yeah, know. Um, no, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. sorry about that. You know, you, you were talking about how your first posts were, you know, not all that great. And, you know, going back and reading them, you can see your, your progression of how far you've come. I'm the same way. When I first started my radio show, I was absolutely horrible, dude. And yeah. one of the things that I do is I is I replay some of my old show. Or I'm, I started from the beginning, and I started, you know, from episode one, and I'm replaying them all in order on my website. And I'll update it, you know, once a month with a, with a replay. And I've doing that. I've listened to some of my old, you know, that that first, especially that first year that I was doing it. It was, oh, it was a stinker. It was really horrible because I, I really was not. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing, you know. But you you learn and develop your craft over time, and eventually, you know, you. You either get good at it or you don't, and if you don't get good at it, you need to quit. And you know, I I, I got to say, I, you you know, and I'm, and I'm not just saying this because you're you know on the show here, but I, I your website is is that's a lot of info, and it's you got some good stuff on there. Like I said, it's um I don't know, maybe I'm like I said drinking the Kool Aid or, or 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 something, but there's a lot of good info on the website. So you know, give yourself a little bit of credit on that because it's I think you're doing pretty good. And oh, thanks. For, yeah, I appreciate that. I, you're I, welcome. I'm trying to I'm trying to be a uh, I'm, I'm trying to 
craft this website a little bit better. I, I want to be able to make it easily navigatable for anyone who comes here, and I'm I'm slowly like incrementally doing things, and you know that's what I've been the last month. I've been I've been focusing more on the the kind of you know marketing sales bit of the website because I need to. I, I talked to a guy who was really good at this kind of stuff, and he was kind of like, you know, you just, you just got to get in your, your customers' heads and know what they want and how, how to give that to them. So I'm trying to find, like, okay, what like what headings do I need to put at the top of the site so they know, you know, here's where I can find these types of articles or, you know, present them with certain article links that tell them more about what they want to know. You know, so the websites will get better and better the more I learn about it. But, yeah, yeah, I, I'd say over the last, I'd say over the last year, I've, I've really tried to dial it in, and, and uh, you know, things have been improving. And, and you know, like you said, I, I've got a whole bunch of new stuff like that Jared Leto one. God bless mm-hmm. those 30 Seconds to Mars fans. They they couldn't love that guy enough. They, yeah. they light me up with comments and tell me how I'm misunderstanding them and all this garbage. And, you know, that's fine. Like, I don't, I don't care. But, like, to me, it seems, like, kind of cultish. Yeah, but yeah, he's doing. I mean, he does all these signs, and it's like, well, you know, I've never seen a, a picture on Facebook of my friends putting the the you know the six 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 hand over their one eyeball. Like, why do they do it? Why do they always do it? And and that's what what bugs me is like I, I and I don't mind. Like someone you can people can email me. Just email illuminatiwatcher doc or illuminatiwatcher at gmail dot com if you've got you know some kind of proof like like. Maybe there's an interview where they ask these artists, like, hey, why do you do this thing? And maybe there's an explanation for it that I don't know. I, I'm just throwing these ideas out there until I hear otherwise because I haven't heard that yet. So to me, it's strange that the mainstream media outlets who cover, like, like for instance, you know, Rolling Stone, New York Daily News, they all talk mm-hmm. about this on certain articles. They'll talk about the Illuminati to these artists, but they never ask them for anything that's revealing they'll just say like oh are you really in the illuminati and then the artist cracks some funny joke and then that's it that topic and that that bugs me because it's like dude like but it's like any other journalist out there now it's, there's no there's no digging into anything it's just mm-hmm. relaying a, an advertisement and mm-hmm. and you know and and to add to that i'm gonna well i don't know how much i can say but i was interviewed by a major music magazine maybe three, four months ago on an nice. article they were crafting for the, the music industry and the Illuminati. And the person who interviewed me was talked to several prominent people that are in this kind of, you know, mm-hmm. niche. And I, I said, oh, okay, that, that's great. You know, you know, thanks, that's cool. And when's, when's the article going to post? And they kept, they, you know, he kept saying, well, yeah, it's going to be in about a month, it's going to be in a month, next month. And that went on for, like, like I said, maybe four, last four or five months. And, and I, I emailed him one last time. I don't want to keep bugging him too much. I said, hey, you know, what's the deal? Are they just not going to do it? And he's like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I forwarded it over, and, and it went up to, up the chain, and they just said, they, they just, you know, if they want to pu- publish it, they publish it. But Wow. So, you know, what does that mean? Very interesting. I mean, they, yeah. It, you know, there's, there's millions of people going back to the, the whole, like, living alive that at my work I, I remember very clearly because when Beyonce performed at the Super Bowl in I think of 2013 
she did the the rock diamond thing mm-hmm. and you know immediately the internet lit up with conspiracy theories and i i, I want to say i even posted something about it but the next day at work i hear uh, you know straight laced dude down the hall talking about how oh did you hear beyonce's in the illuminati because she did this ha 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 like you know mocking it a little bit but i'm thinking like dude you read something about it obviously so anyways well do do people at work have any idea what you're doing with the website and the book and all these interviews and stuff that you do no they they don't um i you know and it's not because it's like some secretive thing it's that i don't I don't think people would understand and mm-hmm. I don't want them to judge me for that. So I, you know, if there's someone I know, I mean, there's, there's people I know that I've talked about this stuff with that are, that are more friends than they are coworkers yeah. and you know, they know about it and they know my stance on it. It's kind of like, well, it's not like, it's not like some deep, dark secret. I just, I prefer not to tell anybody because people form judgments and opinions. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's kind of like the stigma of saying you've seen a UFO. Well, you know, people yeah. see UFOs all the time, and even legit scientists like Stephen Hawking say yeah. there's aliens out there. So, so why is that a silly thing that we still can't openly talk about? So, yeah, I see your point. So it's like a social programming. <laughs> so, so your your interest seems mainly to me to be uh, a couple of things. It seems to be heavily. Uh, into the the entertainment industry, whether it's uh, musician, mu- mu- excuse me, I can't talk musicians or or um, tele- TV movies actors, actresses, and um, it also seems to be heavily influenced by David Icke. So, and he is totally he's the reptilian guy, as far as I'm concerned. So, how the hell does David Icke and and the Illuminati with the entertainment industry? How do they fit in together well let's see so okay uh, i'm trying to think because you know you can get off on a tangent with this stuff <laughs> so okay so if you wanted to kind of explain where i come up with my schools of thought here there's there's a few kind of influential people who helped me craft this sort of blend of conspiracy theories and the first one is David Icke. Well, the first one was really Bill Cooper back in the uh, the late 90s. He had that book, Behold a Pale Horse. Mm-hmm. And that he talked about aliens and government control and all this stuff. And and that was the first book that got me into conspiracy theories. And then the next one was a David Icke. Someone gave me a VHS tape of David Icke. That, wow, VHS. That, that dates how old that is. <laughs> and. And the David Icke thing, like, I, I watched, the first time I watched it through, I mean, it took a few times because I got falling asleep, because, like, yeah. I was like, dude, this guy's crazy. What is he talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like anything else. you got to expose yourself to it, listen to it a couple times, let it sink in, maybe lo- do a little research. And then, like, the more I would listen to it, I, the more I was picking up, like, oh, okay. You know, because at the time I wasn't. Like I said, I was an engineering student. History wasn't my thing. I don't, I don't know that much about history, really. And and he he explained all this stuff. I'd have to fact check a lot of the stuff. And you know, a lot of the stuff he was saying was right. So if so, the so like he's got he talks about ancient aliens before the ancient alien show was on TV, and that's mm-hmm. part of the reason why he's the reptilian guy because he 
links all of these ancient civilizations and their obsession with serpents and reptiles and lizard people. And it's all, you know, it's the same argument as ancient aliens. He says, you know, all these cultures worship these serpents and snakes and lizard people. Well, you know, he gives them more credit than to just say they're just a bunch of goofs mm-hmm. that were trading ghost stories at the campfire or whatever. And, you know, I agree with that because, like, if you look at, there was a, in the book, I, in A Grand Unified Conspiracy Theory, I wrote, there's a whole chapter on serpents and serpent yeah. worship and that stuff. And if you look at the oldest form of worship that they've, that scientists have ever found, about 70,000 years ago, they found this, there was, this, there was this cave in Botswana that, like, 70,000 years ago, people were worshiping snakes. And I explained how that is in there, and then, you know, you look at all the stuff, like, you see on Ancient Aliens, all these, like, South American pyramids with Quetzalcoatl, and then you've got all these, like, Chinese dragons, mm-hmm. and you've got these Babylonian serpent gods, and all this stuff ties together, so... So, so, so I had all that kind of under my belt. Then, that's chapter five in your book, by the way, for those of you who are listening. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so David, like he talked about. I mean, that's amongst many things David mm-hmm. like talks about. And I've read a few of his books. They're grotesquely long, just like his lectures. They're eight hours. <laughs> so if you're not if you're not full tilt into this thing, you know, like I am, you're not sitting through an eight-hour video. <laughs> I, I don't think I could sit through an eight-hour lecture no matter how interested no. I was. That's I was ridiculous. I was breaking it up into chunks of MP3s and listening to it at work or on the way to work. Cause I used to drive from, i go to work, then i go to school for a class, go back to work, go back to school, and then drive home. So, I mean, I was on the road for hours Jesus a day. Christ, that sucked. The, you know, I just, I listened to it so many times, it's like ingrained. But yeah. But yeah, so, so David Icke was, you know, the second big theorist that was influential. And then, you know, there's, there's a couple here's and there's that are, you know, like Jay Widener, he's, he's the king of Stanley Kubrick. And, but the, 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 most, the most recent influential theorist is Freeman Fly. And he's got, you know, he's, got, he's been around the block forever. And, and I'm surprised it took me this long to find him. I only found him, I found him at the last minute when I was finishing up my, my Grand Unified book. So he's got a small little blip in there, but a lot of the stuff he talks about is kind of like magic, Freemasonic rituals, and, and ceremonial magic, all kinds of crazy stuff, Aleister Crowley, and I kind of wish I would have known about him, because I wrote that book over the course of a year or two, and I didn't know that much about him, and right when I got towards the end of publishing it, I, I picked up on him, and I thought, oh man, this guy's a great resource for this kind of at the occult magic kind of aspect so yeah. i added them in there for a little you know a little shout out type deal but you know so I, I blend all these things and you look at the the ancient cultures that tie into all all of them and like the ancient egyptians and they they're they they link into all of these theorists and the symbolisms that they use and you know, like that Katy Perry Dark Horse video. She's got all that Egyptian stuff in there with yeah. the Eye of Horus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems, it seems like, if, you know, if there is an Illuminati elitist group, and, and the Illuminati isn't all defining as that same Illuminati from 1776, because they, the, the claim is that this little secret society 
that started in 1776 went underground. Right. Of the official story where they say they, they broke up and, you know, 10, 20 years later or whatever it was. Right. So, like, like other theories, when I say the Illuminati, it's more of a blanket term for elites that run this stuff behind the, behind the scenes. So you're kind of generalizing it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so if there is this Illuminati kind of shadow group, they, they would worship these ancient pagan occult belief systems. And within these occult belief systems, there are certain symbols that are used for, you know, various reasons unbeknownst to most of us. You know, even like Carl, Carl Hung, that famous psychiatrist, he, he talks about how symbols give meaning to the life of man and how important they are because they talk to us on a subconscious level. Mm. You know, we don't, and, and, and all this stuff ties into marketing. Like, like when they market products, they market it towards children because you show the children that a certain clown at a hamburger restaurant <laughs> is a fun guy when they're five years old then they're hooked on that certain they tie in a certain taste mm. and experience with a positive feeling and now they've got a lifelong customer because subliminal you can get, advertising yeah if you can get 60 you know you advertise to a five-year-old now you've got you know a 60 years worth of customer or you can advertise to a 40 year old and then you only got 20 years of customer you know so anyway so these these symbols and i just study what what the various symbols are that are out there and if i see it mm -hmm. on a music video or film i i, I throw it on there but so, sometimes sometimes it's a stretch sometimes it's not i try to be reasonable about it for the most part mm -hmm. like for example uh i've got a post on the, the film the lego movie and the, the movie is just chock full of occult symbolism which blew my mind someone who would you know, think that a lego to, movie would be chocked with a cult yeah, symbolism? and, and that's, what, what and that's what's weird about the whole thing is like that's more <laughs> programming towards little kids type yeah stuff, you know and you know the film's got all these like cubes of saturn and hermetic beliefs of as above so below which talks about like things that happen in the in the in the in the microcosm of mm -hmm. the earthly realm will affect things in the the more ethereal macrocosm, the outer realm. So mm -hmm. where that plays in is you see Jay-Z throwing up this diamond rock thing, whatever you want to call it. Well, that's a symbol for, you know, originally it was a diamond, a four-sided diamond, but whatever it is now, it, I mean, it looks like a triangle when they do it. So yeah. it's a triangle of manifestation and it's a, a ceremonial ma magic so like when when they do when they evoke spirits in uh, in magic they'll stand inside of the safety of a triangle, and you know so Jay Z does this in the earthly realm, and the occult belief system says this will, you know, send some kind of energy out to the outer universe and provide him with you know more energetic power. So you and, think you know, he's doing know. this on purpose? I mean, you think he knows what he's doing when he does this, or you think? Someone just told him yeah. you need to do this because oh, it's cool. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you watch him at the concerts, he does it, and he gets you know hundreds of or you know how how many how many people are out there. They all do it yeah. back to Throw him. Throw it back to him, and sending power his way is that that's what you're saying? He 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 yeah. sends it out to them. They yeah, it's all send it's it. all part of a ritual. 
So okay. the, the artist does this stuff, and he inter- exchanges energies with the crowd. And right. it's, it's part of a ritual because you can't, a magician can't work a spell on the audience unless the audience believes it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it kind of takes two to tango. And when when artists or films do this stuff and the audience supports it, then the then it's a ritual that they're succeeding in doing for whatever reason. I mean, that's that's the up in the air part. Okay, why are they doing it? I mean, they're they're obviously doing it. Mm-hmm. So why? And I just throw out different theories of of why, and that's. The theories come from, you know, different places. Like Aleister Crowley wrote a whole bunch of books, and Kenneth Anger was one of his yeah. people that wrote a bunch of books. There's the Church of Satan. There's witchcraft. There's pagan beliefs. There's all this crazy occult stuff. So, in your opinion, how do these celebrities get involved in this occult? I don't this this all this occult shit that's going on. I mean, what's yeah. you know what's um somebody recruiting these people or are they unknowing participants? Some of them or what you know? Well, I, th- I think these. I think so. If you look at it, I'm trying to think of how I worded it in the first book because I cause I my my mind kind of scrambled because I wrote I wrote the first book, A Grand Unified Conspiracy, and that that more or less is a broader. It's more for breadth than it is for depth, and it's a broader explanation for for anyone to read. You know, I could the beginner's guide. Yeah, I could I could give it to my mom, and she could Mm -hmm. read it and and kind of get an idea of what I'm into. And well, the I've got a a chapter on the entertainment industry in there, and yeah, chapter three, I believe, yeah. Yeah, and I'm talking about how they do these repetitive images and, and themes and symbols, but. In my newest book called Sacrifice Magic Behind the Mic, I, it's focusing entirely on conspiracy theories and hip-hop and pop music. It's mostly hip-hop, but it, it ties into pop music because that's, that's the next phase of the agenda that I'm saying is they're blending hip-hop into pop in order to get the younger audience. But that's, you know, that's either here or there. When, when we're talking about the entertainment industry, the, the idea is that you know, let's let's say you, you're a good singer and you make the connections to talk to these record executives or whoever. Well, there's a million people out there that can sing. I mean, watch American Idol. There's hundreds of people on there trying out. that They can all sing just fine. So, and not to mention it doesn't really matter because they can auto-tune and computer enhance anything to make you sound great. So, I mean, like a Paris Hilton. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, so... So the the theory goes that these executive types are into this, these occult beliefs, and they say, and, and here's where it ranges. It ranges from as innocent as, oh, wear this wear this kind of clothing because this is going to help my my buddy's clothing line out. To all the way up to, you have to murder someone in your family in order to be a part of a part of this elite group where you can make all this money. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind that is tying back to Moloch and these ancient civilizations that used to sacrifice children to these gods. And I, I talk about all this in the book, the sacrifice book. 
the idea is that this, like this for sure happened. They would sacrifice children or 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 whoever in order to appease gods. This happened in South America. This happened in the Middle East, and this historical fact. So they mm-hmm. did all this stuff, and then at some point they stopped doing it supposedly. But the theory goes, all these people who worship these occult groups, they continue to do this, but on the underground because it became publicly unacceptable to do this. And okay. If you can, so if you can believe that this group went underground and said, "Oh, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not acceptable to sacrifice babies anymore," but we still got to do it, <laughs> you know, that they they can offer these artists millions of dollars, fame and fortune, but they've got to show that they're willing to be a part of their group, and to do that, the ultimate sacrifice is to take out someone in their own family, because not only does that show that you're committed to the, the, the team, so to speak, but you you also have a blackmail against you, which is uh, an argument I just presented on, you know how they're doing this whole thing with the fappening or celeb gate, or whatever it's called, where there's these nudie photos being leaked out? Yeah. Well, if you look at that, it's on the surface, it just seems like, oh, some people hacked into all these celebrity phones and they're releasing these photos. But if you look at it, it's very strange because, like, for instance, Jennifer Lawrence, she's got, I don't know, I mean, it's, I don't peruse this stuff specifically, but, like, there's a couple sure dozen photos, I think, of her completely nude online that these people release, these hackers. I would love to investigate that for myself. I I have not seen these photos, these alleged yeah, photos. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I don't condone research. You know, <laughs> they, they were they were at some point they were even threatening people like, oh, if you look at these pictures, you're going to go to jail for for uh, you know kitty porn or whatever. I, not for Jennifer Lawrence specifically, but I guess there's like younger people or whatever. Okay. But anyways, if you look at these pictures, like I'm thinking, okay, if I'm Jennifer Lawrence, I'm an idol for these like little kids everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'd have two dozen completely nude photos loaded up on my phone that's susceptible to hackers stealing it. I mean, like that's that's a no-brainer. And I don't know why all these celebrities have so many nudie photos. And it makes me wonder, like, okay, is this is this being done because 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 one of the theories is these Illuminati types are into these sex magic rituals mm. and they pass around these artists, male or female because Aleister Crowley was even saying the higher initiates in the, the OTO magical order he was in, to get into the higher initiate stages you had to do homosexual sex magic rituals Oh and boy Yeah, it gets, it's a, a deep dark tunnel but yeah, so male or female, these artists are forced to have sex with these people for whatever reason they're doing it, rituals, magic, I don't know, harnessing energy. They, so, so anyway, so the theory goes these, all of these celebrities that you're, we're seeing these photos of, they're victims of this because the, the, their, their handler says, okay, I need a bunch of nudie pictures because I'm going to shop you around to my, my cronies over here since you're, since we made you this deal and you're, you're, you're making all this money and fame and fortune now. So that's the that's one of the ideas behind that, and now know, is this, this thing branches off in a million directions. But I mean, we could talk for hours. Is this is this an idea that um, 
you have postulated? Is this something you come up with, like an original idea, or is this based upon what other people are, what else is out there? No, that, that's an original one. It's, it, it, you know, I, I'll take the stance of like Isaac Newton standing on the shoulders of giants. It, it's more of an amalgamation of other stuff I've read, and it's influenced me to see the world in this way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I come up with it, but, you know, it's probably a blend of different theories I've read before. But, yeah, as far as this specific incident, that I, I don't know anyone else throwing that idea out there. The only thing I've seen online is people saying the NSA hacked into these photos and released them, which I also posted on the article could be true because Edward Snowden, months before this even happened, was saying, yeah, the, you know, these guys are in the office looking at these nudie pictures saying, hey, check this girl out or whatever. So I mean that's not impossible either. But yeah. to me, when you when you see these photos, they it, it, there's something disturbing about it. I can't put my finger on, but it, it seems like these these there's too many of these photos. Like 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 you know what was Jennifer Lawrence doing? Was she was she did she need to email these to someone? Her boyfriend? Like I don't know. Like it, it just seems like a strange thing that she has so many. And, and I'm not part of the millennial generation, so I don't fully understand this idea of like the sex thing and all that. But I'm not that old. <laughs> to me, it seems like if I'm a famous celebrity and I know people are going to hack into my phone and, and try to, well, I'm I'm going to be a little more careful about it than that, you know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And, and you're not the first person to say, you know, that exact same thing. Uh, and unfortunately, I think in, in today's age of, of technology um, and the Internet and everything, it, I don't. I don't know how old you are, but I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm probably a little bit older than you. And back when I was younger, and probably when you were younger too, um, you know, sex was out there, and you could, if you were lucky, you may could find a Playboy magazine under your dad's bed, or maybe you know, in the neighbor's garbage can, or something like that. You know when I was growing up, cause we didn't have the internet and now these days, you know, everybody has the internet. Everybody has a phone that has the internet on it. You've got tablets, laptops, desktops, internet at work, internet at school, you know, internet's everywhere. And of course, you know, the internet's full of pornography. I mean, most people will argue that that was why the internet was created, you know? And, yeah. I think people just are so accustomed to seeing sexually related images and stuff from an early age these days that it's not, it doesn't have the same stigmatism that it used to. So, you know, celebrity or, or whatever, you know, Hey, I'm going to take a nudie picture and send it to my boyfriend or I'm talking to this dude online. you know, how many, how many times do you hear of, you know, you see it on 2020 all the time where, you know, so-and-so's, has a internet relationship with some person they've never met in in real life before, and they're sending yeah, it's a weird, new pictures. It's a weird you know, thing that, you, that you're mentioning there, because to me, I, and in a Grand Unified, I talk about this transition that they're trying to make of doing this kind of. Eh, oh boy, I don't, I don't want to go too too off the rails here. So, so if you believe that these artists are willing to sell their souls the mm-hmm. fame and fortune they make this pact with the illuminati or the devil or whoever you want to believe it is then 
we can agree that they would not want to die because when they die, that's when it's time to pay the piper and, and you know go to hell or whatever it is that happens, right? Yeah. So, so the idea is that not only does technology and the new age of Aquarius kind of go hand in hand, but the Illuminati are pursuing this transhuman agenda. And I've got a whole chapter on this in the book, but like to, to kind of pull out a significant part of it is there's, you know, Facebook is investing in these, these different artificial intelligence technologies and there's companies making these things called mind files where, and it's an intriguing idea, don't get me wrong, but the idea is I can build similar to a Facebook profile where I upload my personality likes, my pictures, places I've gone, my mm-hmm. friends, all this stuff. And they compile all this stuff into a, what they call a mind file. And then they can build an online avatar of you. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like on the Wii. They have a little Wii character people that you can make look like you with the yeah. you know, glasses or whatever color hair. Yeah. Well, they, they build these online personas of you, which is kind of what people do on Facebook already. Yeah. But right now it's like a very rudimentary form of it because all you see is images and text and comments. But imagine if you could take... 10, 20 years of someone's Facebook profile and all the comments and things they've liked and things they don't like and arguments they've had, and if you could put it into an artificial intelligence online digital avatar, well, if someone, you know, you you cared about or or loved or whatever passed away, the idea is you could hack your mind into this, I mean, this is years down the road, but you could hack your mind into this online avatar world, sort of like they, they did in the movie Surrogate for Bruce Willis, where... Yeah. Instead of going, to, instead of getting up and going to work every day, they would get up, walk to the the one room in their house, strap on a virtual reality helmet, and in their mind, they would go to this virtual world where, you know, everybody was good looking and built their avatars to, you know, whatever they wanted. But anyways, you can go to this online world and interact with people, effectively, people that have died. Well, once they can figure out how to upload a whole consciousness to this realm, then the the artist like. They, they, they do this, you know, the cryogenic freezing on, mm-hmm. uh, I don't remember where they do it, and they freeze your body so that they can reanimate you someday. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's kind of like that idea, but you transfer your consciousness to a digital file, and you stay alive forever in this digital world, and you never have to face the consequences <laughs> of selling your soul. Mm. That's, that's kind of a summed up basic version of it, but, you know. And the idea is that Facebook is, is part of this transhumanistic agenda to convert man into machine. Now, getting getting back uh, to your the first part of your, your comment where you were talking about um, the celebrities who have been initiated into this Illuminati world getting, like, passed around for whatever sex rituals or whatever. And, uh, you know... I think even you can say that that's kind of a far out there theory that you've got going on there. What's your I'm trying to think of how I can ask this without coming across like a complete and total jerk? Um, <laughs> Go what, for it. What's your? I know you said this was an original theory, but I mean, you know, you're going to get a lot of people who are going to say that is the most crazy out there thing that I have ever heard in my whole entire life 
what's what's your what's your response to these these people who say, "Man, you're you're crazy." I don't. Well, first off, I understand because it is kind of crazy. But the 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 response I would have to that would be to approach it from a more rational perspective because you can't you can't dive right into all that 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 crazy sex magic ritual stuff because that's too hard to too hard of a, too big of a pill to swallow and so you, you just gotta it all uh, you know I would start them on the journey I started with back with the Bill Cooper stuff where he talks about a government conspiracy and agenda for instance let's say you're looking at the Vietnam War. Well, how crazy is it to say that the Vietnam War was staged from a false flag event in the Gulf of Tonkin? And most people don't realize, even though even though it's a stated fact now, that the, the Vietnam War was started on a false pretense. Yeah. Because we were over in the Gulf of Tonkin, and supposedly the official story was uh, some Vietnamese ships were shooting at us. We called the, you know, the, the, the Admiral called the um, Secretary of Defense, General McNamara, said, hey, they're shooting at us, what should we do? And they said, go for it, and so on and so forth. But in reality, what happened was the, you know, I'm gonna, I don't recall off the top of my head, but like they called in, they said, hey, we think there's something going on, and then they said, okay, shoot them down, and then they <laughs> called back and said, oh, wait a minute, no, disregard the fishing boat. But then the government or whoever was like, "Well, wait a minute. We can use this to actually get into the war because it'll, you know, it'll it'll sound good." So that, so they did that and it kicked off the war. Well, General McNamara, you know, 30 years later, revealed like, "Hey, that that was a total like false flag operation. Like that never happened." And you know, most people don't know that. And that's true. They don't. And 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 to top it all off, the Jim Morrison was the admiral of the ship that called it in. Or, I'm sorry, Jim Morrison's father. Okay. <laughs> Jim Morrison's father. I, I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really blew your mind. Yeah. You know, Jim Morrison from the doors, his father was the admiral of the, the ship that did that. And, you know, if you look at some of the, there's a, I can't think of his name. There's a guy who wrote a book about Laurel Canyon, and, and he talks about how there's a picture of Jim Morrison when he, he got short hair when, it, when they shipped his dad off to war. He got short hair, clean-cut kid. And then, you know, just a matter of a year or two later, he's all of a sudden got this huge interest in music. He's he's in this, you know, cutting-edge band. He's supposedly written all these songs. But before that, he couldn't hold a tune, didn't know the first thing about songwriting, had no interest in it. Well, the, the idea is that the CIA set up this whole 60s music movement. But anyways, I, I digress. So, wow. so yeah, if you, if you look at stuff like that where there's, actual legitimate false flags that can be proven you know that you need to look at stuff like that that'll start to make you think twice about the official story of what's going on and and kind of question what what really is going on and who stands to gain from this stuff and why would they even do it i mean you talk to most people in this world and most people are good people they don't want war they don't want to go kill people and so who who's pulling the strings here yeah, or they could just uh, pick up your book, A Grand Unified Conspiracy Theory, and uh, use that as their beginner's guide to get into all this. That's the that's the next best option. You got to <laughs> do it. Yeah, no, no, that's yeah, the and, first and, best option. And if uh, you know, if anyone's interested in the book, it's on Amazon. I've, I've got there's there's a few reviews on there. 
Um, I, I legitimately don't know any of them. They're, but they have all that really good feedback. And, you know, it, it's, it seems like it's really resonating and it's a good book for, for beginners. And it, it'll present a whole bunch of ideas and you can, you can take what you like out of it and explore that particular topic a little bit more in depth. And that, that's kind of the concept behind my second book, The Sacrifice Magic Behind the Mic, is I explore the hip-hop music industry and some of the magic kind of occult belief systems that you can find within it. Now, before we, we talk about um, your second book, I want to get back to uh, a grand unified conspiracy theory. <coughs> Excuse me. There is a chapter in here um the uh chapter seven called the moon and saturn matrix Mm -hmm. can you just kind of briefly um explain what 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 the heck is the moon and saturn matrix what what does that have to do with the illuminati if you look at to try to make it brief this this is uh david Icke took some other previous theories like like there's a guy named Velikovsky that was, you know, he was buddies with Einstein, so that shows you know he, he was a pretty smart guy, and he kind of had this theory about how something about Saturn and the Moon interacting and crashing into each other, and that's how the Moon was formed and all this stuff. But anyway, so David like talks about how there's this elaborate system, and Saturn and the rings of Saturn are actually some kind of broadcast system that shoots this frequency out and it goes to the moon and the moon is a repeater station and it and it shoots this frequency virtual reality world to us and granted I, you know I don't even fully understand it it's out wow, there but that is crazy he, out there <laughs> he uh, he uses enough rationality that you know i don't i don't laugh at it necessarily so if you look at a lot of philosophy there's a lot of like talk of dualism like descartes you know descartes asked like how do we know who we are and if you if you sit there and think about it it kind of trips you out and he had this idea of this this concept of an evil genius where he said okay what what how are we to prove that we're not just brains in a vat hooked up to electrical signals and someone's putting all these illusions into our head and making us think we're in this world and this is what you see in the film the matrix where people are tapped into these pods and they have no idea that they're being used as an energy source for these aliens or whatever and and this is a similar concept in avatar where you can kind of jack into the mind and put yourself in this virtual world and he uses some of that and ties it in with oh boy so if, if you look at again going back to more of the ancient civilizations the the, the god Kronos was a Greek god who re- was represented by Saturn and right. Saturn was known as like Father Time which is why you know there's a watch called Kronos mm-hmm. and he was depicted with a sheath uh, or a Sith, and um, so he was—he was supposedly this god that introduced this concept of weights and measures and time. Because if you listen to a lot of modern-day 
New Agers, philosophers, they talk about how time is an illusion. There's no such thing. And the, the idea is that Saturn, this god, this deity, these aliens, whatever you want to think they are, introduce this concept of time, weight, and measures, and those are all aspects of a, a three-dimensional material realm that we live in. And a lot of kind of religious beliefs say, you know, don't focus on material possessions and these, these things aren't important. Well, why do they say that? Maybe they say that because they're trying to relay this very complicated subject of a Saturn broadcast signal that is hijacking your mind to chase these material goods. And all of this stuff ties into the Illuminati, and the Illuminati are supposedly these archon shapeshifter reptilian beings, and they are the ones that control all of this. And, and the Moon Matrix stuff ties in because there's all these anomalies that talk about how the Moon shouldn't be the size that it is, it shouldn't be as close to the Earth as it is, it has all these strange characteristics that they can't understand. In fact, like to, to this day, there's no there's no official explanation for why the moon is there or how it got there or, or what its you know official story is. They don't they don't really know. There's there's a whack theory. There's a double whack theory. <laughs> it, it, it's like a complete mystery. Well, I guess it all depends on what philosophy you're you're from. If you're you know uh, like myself, a, a Sitchinite from you know going back to ancient alien stuff the the sumerians and talking about the uh the anunnaki they they explain it you know themselves there or you you got your your david ike theory you know there's maybe it's just there who knows you know yeah yeah and, and it's you know and it's not so important that is it, is this true or not cuz you can't prove it there's no yeah. i mean I mean, you probably. I mean, I guess there's a way to prove it, but not really. There's no way to exactly. prove it if, if you're being deceived, and that's what the conclusion Descartes came to. Mm-hmm. But the, the 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 fact is, it's it's an interesting theory, and I I don't know. I like to, I like to kind of expand thoughts and and change people's kind of perceptions and, and paradigms and think you know think a little differently because you know I'm I'm a Christian and albeit not a good one. Uh, a lot of this stuff I I read and it, and it makes me more interested to learn about my religion now and I'm like oh this you know this is why we we talk about don't in in the Bible it talks about don't worship you know don't don't sacrifice your children to Moloch and you know mm-hmm. all this stuff that talks about sacrifice and there's a lot of pagan it, references in the Bible people don't yeah, yeah. don't really realize it and the Christians don't want you to know it and yeah. And it, isn't it isn't it amazing how though in Christianity, the serpent is relegated to something of, for lack of a better word, as being evil, mm-hmm. and in all other religions in the world, the serpent is revered and dare I say worshipped as a god. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a, it's a strange thing, and. It makes you wonder, like, okay, so what's the what's the real deal here? What's the, where's the deception? What's the real thing mm-hmm. going on here? Or maybe, you know, maybe maybe Jesus Christ was the one that that was trying to show us the truth and say, look, these reptilians are are tricking you, and and that that was his purpose for being here. I mean, you know, I don't know. What do I know? You're just one guy, right? 
just one guy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so I'd like to throw the ideas out there and, you know, people make their own conclusions. Well, you, you certainly do have a – for someone who is a con- conspiracy theorist, um, you certainly do have a lot of uh, – you're very broad. Most people who – just from – speaking for me personally, people who I know – who are conspiracy theorists are usually conspiracy theorists for like, you know, one or maybe two things, you know, and, and you're very broad, you know, and kind of give an example of, of what I'm talking about is, you know, I, I know a couple of people who are big JFK conspiracy theorists and I know a couple of other people who were, um, you know, uh, conspiracy theorists about the Illuminati, but not in the same, aspect that you are i mean you're you're very broad and your book really covers i mean you can tell um that just by the topics that you cover in your book because this is it's not a a a a thick book as far as you know it's not like a thousand pages or anything like that it's just it's a little over 200 pages but it covers a very wide range of topics as far as conspiracy theories go yeah that's that's kind of done on purpose because there's you know there's a couple reasons for it and you know most people like if you like if you notice most films nowadays when they shoot them everything all the fight action scenes and fight scenes like they're a blur it's hard to see what's going on and i mm-hmm. it used to bug me and i used to be like man why do they do that it's annoying you know and uh, you know, they do it because, like, a lot of people have, like, ADD now. Like, the attention span is getting shorter and shorter. It's, like, less than eight seconds now. And I found that people reacted more favorably to short bursts of, of different topics. And, you know, although I could, you know, I could write a second version that takes each thing and just expands on it an extra mm-hmm. paragraph or two or page. Or, um, but... But that wasn't necessarily the aim of the book. The aim of the book was to get the material out there for because if I go if I go in too deep on something and someone isn't interested in that, they they'll peter off and lose interest in it, and mm-hmm. you know maybe not even finish the book. And you know and that happens. But but I didn't I didn't want to do that. I wanted to get the whole message out there because I I, I feel passionate that there's a there's something going on. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. Something stinks. Here's a whole bunch of stuff. And then I wrap it up with, here's what I think is yeah. going on, and I, I kind of pull out the best of each theory, you know, from from you know different UFO sightings that are legitimate to to different belief systems, and I and I throw it all together in the final chapter and say, here's what I think. Well, that's and, one of the things that I that I do like about you is that uh, you do present a broad range of of topics, and some of those. You're like, look, this isn't my original idea. I don't necessarily, you know, subscribe to this belief, but, you know, it is a theory. I'm throwing it out there, and you kind of let us make up our own minds about that. So that's that's one of the things I like about you. And and on your website, you know, you welcome comments, even whether, you know, people believe believe it or not. If someone thinks you're full of crap, you know. You know you, yeah, I get a lot of those. So. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, you know? I, 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 I want to have discussions about this stuff and i i don't care like if someone thinks i'm full of it by all means you know fire off a comment give me give me a most people don't even give me a source of it. they'll just say oh you don't like five seconds of summer and you know that's a, that's a, a, a 
Summer Band. I, I wrote up a whole article on the Five Seconds of Summer Band because they've been doing this. Yeah, it's, it, it, I, I noticed because they were on this, like, I never heard of their music or anything, and like all these magazines and websites were pushing it hard, like, oh, there's this new hot group, and I'm like, hot group? I never even heard of them. <laughs> like, how are they a hot group? They don't have a song out yet. And if you look at all the imagery that they have, it's all got the same symbolism of the all-seeing oh, eye wow. and all garbage. Here we go. So I'm yeah. like never-ending getting mm-hmm. tweets and comments about how I'm such an idiot. And, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine. You can think I'm an idiot. So tell me why, why I'm wrong. And no one seems to do no it. No one can so. come up with that, yeah. And, well, and that's what I, you know, I don't like David Icke. He, he's a smart guy. God bless him. He, he's given me a lot of knowledge of, that I wouldn't have been able to connect together. But he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he has these eight-hour lectures. Well, you know, why don't you wrap it up to like a seven-hour lecture and then do an hour of Q&A afterwards? And, and yeah. well, maybe he's got a reason for it. Maybe he's done that before and all the, you know, all the yahoos come out of the woodwork and maybe ask so. stupid questions that are irrelevant. But he doesn't do that. And, you know, that, 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 that makes him look like a charlatan, you know. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's unbecoming. Like, so, like, there's this whole, like, kind of seedy world of conspiracy theorists and, I, I don't know. I, I just want to. I want to get the because the, people have good messages and interesting stories and theories, and you know, I just want to relay out stuff that makes sense and, and you know, have a discussion about it for God's sake. Well, you had mentioned that you could take from a grand unified conspiracy theory. You could take each topic and kind of expand on it. That's kind of what you've done with your new book that you've got coming out, uh, Magic Behind the Mic. So take take five minutes and and tell us briefly about magic behind the mic and, and when we can expect it to hit our shelves or our Kindle devices. Yeah, so, you know, when when you know, whoever's listening to this, you can you can check it check for it on Amazon. I've got a I've got an author page for Isaac Weishop. La, last name is spelled W E I S H A U P T. An awful spelling name, but um, you know, you can you can see my, my author page. I've got all the books loaded, so you know, hopefully by the time you hear this, it'll be loaded up. If not, just Google Sacrifice Magic Behind the Mic. It'll take you to my website, and I've got a page for it built already for landing page for when it does go up. But the idea is that I first take the reader on an explanation of, of hip-hop, the culture, and the origins of it, because I, I've been a lifelong fan of rap music, the hip-hop culture, all that stuff. So I, And I notice a lot of theorists you know, they they'll be like, oh, and then then the two pack shaker will will uh, you know talk about being God, and you know I'm like, oh man, you guys are butchering this stuff, and so I, I'm <laughs> like, I'm a legitimate fan, and I've listened to this stuff my whole life, so I feel like I've got a, a unique insight on it. So I I, I, I explain the origins of hip hop. So if, even if you don't even know anything about hip hop or even care about rap music, you don't have to you don't have to worry about it. I got you covered the first first you know 10 pages or so is just explaining where it started how it evolved who the key players are what happened and so on then i go through uh like a chapter where i talk about how the illuminati is got their hands involved with all this stuff with the hip-hop culture and it talks about different different things like the industrial prison complex and Mm -hmm. You know, I've got some controversial stuff like where I, th- I talk about slavery and modern day forms of it and keeping, uh, you know, keeping like uh, black families down and and using negative messages to to keep their agenda going. And I explore that for a little while. Then I talk about how the magic of the word, the spoken word and how rappers 
you know, that when they when they rhyme, there's a certain cadence to it, and it's a certain trance-likeability of it, and there's there's all these kind of beliefs in how powerful the word really is, and I, I explore I explore some of that, and I explore some of the some of these artists that have had quotes about you know being involved with magic and and using magic to their ability like like jay-z said in his book decoded he says i believe you can speak things into existence mm -hmm. and there, there's, there's it, it just goes into more of the occult stuff and i i kind of i kind of initiate the, the reader into okay what's the deal with the magic and you know it's not rabbits and hats and all that stuff then we talk a little bit about alter egos and why rappers have all these alter ego names and how some of them even get possessed or are victims of mind control, which sounds crazy, but like, like for instance, Nicki Minaj, she talks about how she channels up to 12 different spirits and how they take really? over her body. And, and, and that happens a lot. There's several artists in here that I cover that do it. And, you know, Beyonce said it, Jay-Z said it, Eminem said it, uh, Janko Iko, she said, like all kinds of people talk about this. So it's not just, you know, sensationalism. Then, wow. I never knew that. Yeah, it's really weird. So, um, and, and see what. And then I got that. I I go and I kind of revisit the magic aspect when I start talking about Aleister Crowley. And Aleister Crowley has this whole occult belief system where he says he 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 believes he channels this deity that said, you know, mankind will go through three cycles of ages and. Aleister Crowley's purpose was to usher in this new age, this Aeon of Horus, they call it, referencing the, the Egyptian god Horus. Right. And this time period will be a time period of child god worship and technology and all this stuff. And, and the idea is that the rap music industry is being pushed into pop music. And the reason for that is because all of these artists are getting younger and younger, if you haven't noticed. You know, like, you know, Justin Bieber, how old was he when he mm, came out? Freaking and punk. It's weird. You watch you watch who's current and trending anymore, and, and you know, they're, they're these little kids, and it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the reason behind that, I believe, is because they want, similar to the marketing of, uh, to little kids, it's, it's a marketing strategy, and if they can, if they can get kids into their agenda then then they win and the and not to segue too far off but like like for instance the like the 9-11 thing mm -hmm. i go into that too because jay-z's got all this 9-11 symbolism too but they're you know if you look at some of the kids nowadays that are becoming teenagers like they were born into a world where all they knew is war and yeah they don't know what it's like to sacrifice for the war. It's not like World War II where, you know, the the men went off to, the dad, you know, the, the husbands, the fathers went off to war, the mother had to go work at the steel mill, you mm -hmm. had to ration your gas, you had to, you know, give up, you know, I don't know, aluminum from your household to help fund yeah. whatever. We haven't had to sacrifice anything. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Nothing. Yeah, <coughs> you know, George Bush said, you know, keep shopping, go out there and shop. So, like, these, these kids nowadays, they have all you know they they don't they're not connected to it and they don't care and you know why should they they don't you know they're more worried about their facebook and stuff and and <laughs> yeah and, and that's all that's all part of the crowley 
Aeon of Horus, where it's, it's this child god worship, and everyone everyone thinks that they're the next god, and that's why you see these idiots doing these viral videos where they're lighting themselves on fire and all this. It's because they they need that attention, and mm-hmm. they don't you know they don't understand that they're being kind of tricked into this stuff. So, and when I'm is going to go into that? When is this going to uh, hit the shelves again? Or as they say, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> waiting on the. I'm still waiting on the legalities because I've got this. I've got to get it cleared. And now, is this going to be in print and and? Uh... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've got a. I've got a proof right here in my hands, actually. Oh um, wow. Okay, so it's print and digital then. Yeah, that's that's the plan. It's going to be on the Amazon Amazon store, and then I don't know for sure if it's going to be available in PDF on my website yet or not. Because this is actually a good segue into the. The second to last chapter, I have this whole chapter on blood sacrifices, and Ooh. that's kind of like the controversial one where I talk about how, you know, was Left Eye Lopez murdered for the Illuminati? Did Kanye West kill his mom? Did did Aaliyah get murdered by the Illuminati? Did Tupac and Biggie get assassinated? You know, all this stuff that's pretty pretty controversial. And that sounds the last like a good chapter, read. I kind of similar to Grand Unified, I, I wrap it up in the last chapter and I explain, okay. Here's what all the stuff we talked about. Here's what I think works, and I kind of try to sum it up for the readers so they don't put the book down and say, "What? What was going on?" <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. You you so, have any other that, books planned after this? Uh, I don't know yet. I, I had a couple. I was working on one where I was going to make like a a countrywide like a map of the U.S. and like all the cool little occult locations, but like it was a burdensome process. And I no kidding I, on that. It, it, I think I think I think it would be cool because I'd want that because I thought, man, if I if I ever like did a road trip across America, like that'd be cool to like be able to like, you know, stop at Groom Lake in in Nevada yeah. and then cruise over to Roswell and you know whatever stuff like that. Cool. Well, maybe you'll get it done one day. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So <laughs> the na- hold your breath on it. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of the book is A Grand Unified Conspiracy Theory: The Illuminati, Ancient Aliens, and Pop culture author is my guest here isaac weishaupt illuminati watcher you can find this on amazon you can find it on illuminatiwatcher.com you can get it in digital kindle pdf versions and in paperback and the new book coming out hopefully in the next uh, couple of weeks is sacrifice magic behind the mic did i get that right that's right sweet now i have uh one more question for you before we wrap it up here. I don't know whether you're married, got a girlfriend, both, I don't know, whatever. It's not not any of my business, not digging in your personal life, but I'm going to ask this one kind of personal question for your your significant other, let's just say. What does what does she think about all of this stuff that you're doing with the the website, the book? I know you do a podcast and you're doing interviews and I mean, what's, what's her take on all this? Well, um, you know, it's my lady friend here. She, (laughs) she actually helps me a ton because she keeps me grounded because I get so deep in the weeds on some of this stuff. And she's the voice of reason that says, Hey, you're going too off the rails of this thing. And, you know, you know, this doesn't make sense to me. And, so she helps me craft a lot of this stuff. So she's, you know, very supportive of it. And, you know, without her, I I don't know if I would have been able to tweak this thing the way it's been tweaked in because I need that kind of someone to bounce off my stuff off of and say, hey, is this, is this making sense or is this 
insanity, you know. And besides her having to suffer through me watching endless documentaries on TV and YouTube, and in fact, in fact, I've got her scheduled to suffer through a there's an hour long Back to the Future YouTube video. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it; it's pretty good so far. But there's a, a back the thing about the symbolism and Back to the Future that that uh, I'm going to make <laughs> subject her to here tonight. So. Oh no. <laughs> Has yeah, she got the popcorn ready? <laughs> How about you? What, what, what's your experience like in that, that department? Oh, oh, so you're interviewing me now. Um, <laughs> well, well, we can save it for uh, you know, my podcast. <laughs> no, actually, I, my experience is pretty much the same as yours. Um, she keeps me pretty much grounded and puts up with all of my uh, research because I, I do a lot of research by uh, probably the, the same way as you do. I, I watch stuff uh, online. I watch stuff on TV and, and uh, the DVR is full of uh, uh, questionable programming, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, and, um, you know, I, I have to sit down and, 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 uh, and watch it to, to do research. And, and some of the stuff that I, that I record, I'm like, man, I, have been talking about this for years and now, you know, now people are just now get around talking to about this. What the hell? And some of this stuff is like, Hey, I've never heard about this. And, and I'll start doing some research on it. And I'm like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to do a topic on this on the show. And, and so she, she sets through some of those with me. Um, every so often she's like, I can't take it anymore. And, uh, won't let me do it. You know, I, I try to do it whenever she's, uh, I, I do most of my stuff late at night whenever she's in bed and, you yeah, know, try not to subject her to it too much. Yeah, um, there was a point in time, though, where um, she had to um, put her foot down, kind of reel me in because I was uh, I was living it way too much. I was doing um, two different radio shows and uh, running a website and a newsletter and... Uh, uh, was you know basically everything was a was a one man show and I did that for a couple of years before um, she's like you know you gotta something's gotta go because this is not this is not how I want to live you know it, maybe it would have been different had I been getting paid to do any of this but you know unlike you I'm not I wasn't making any I'm still not making any money off of this you know oh uh, you gotta have faith. Maybe one day, maybe one day, um, you know, and, and this kind of, I, I just thought of another question as we were talking here about our significant others and, and everything. And don't ask me why this popped into my head, but we have been talking about symbolism and, uh, we, the example that you used was Jay-Z throwing up the, the diamond or triangle symbolism mm-hmm. and, we also talked about Jared Leto and, and the symbolism that he uses with uh, 30 seconds to Mars and the the 666 sign with the eye horse and all that sorts of stuff. Okay, why are they doing this? What's If this is all supposed to be some sort of secret thing that no one's supposed to know about, why the heck are they doing these symbols and these little signs and everything? What What's... It's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's like Sort of like I was talking about earlier, there's a, there's a for for any kind of magical ritual, it takes a it takes an audience for it to have an effect for the uh, the energetic realm of what they're looking for, and you know they could sit in a room and do this by themselves, and it won't have the same effect as 
subjecting you know millions of people to it. So that's why that's why you saw Beyonce do it at the Super Bowl, right? Because think about how much you know you hear about how much people pay for a few seconds of advertisement for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and that should tell you right there, like, okay, what <laughs> what's the purpose of this? Well, it's the, the, these brands, they, they know how marketing works and how there's a certain energetic play on things. And if they can show you, uh, you know, an ad for a certain type of car or something, they're going to pay millions of dollars because they know they've got so many millions of people watching this thing. Yeah, and what bigger audience could you ask for? Yeah, so so the bigger the audience, the bigger the, effectively, the bigger the ritual and the more impact it will have. And and an exchange of energy between whoever's got the marketing, the advertisement, and the audience. So, you know, Beyonce okay. does that at the Super Bowl because she, you know, she knows the importance of how, how the ritual works. So I, I was kind of thinking maybe it was more along the line of, uh, uh, ha ha, look at my little inside joke type deal. But I, that does make sense with the, you if you yeah, gotta have yeah, the power, cause, cause you know. That is one of the, that is one of the things I didn't understand either. I was like, well, it's kind of counterintuitive. If it's the yeah. secret like like thing, these Illuminati types are doing a shout out to each other and saying like, hey, look, we're you know we own Beyonce. She's doing this thing. T e e. That's stupid. It doesn't even make sense. But if you yeah. look at it from a magical aspect, it's it it's part uh, part and parcel of why they they have to do it that way. Yeah, it 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 does make sense when you think about it in in those terms well isaac thank you very much for uh being here on Reality radio man we could probably do um another good hour maybe I'll, after uh after your second book has been out for a little while i may have you back on the show and we'll talk about that more in depth that would be very cool oh yeah most definitely yeah, yeah i'd love to thank you thank you um and once again everybody the name of the book is a grand unified conspiracy theory the illuminati Ancient Aliens and Pop Culture, written by my special guest here on Pure Reality Radio, Mr. Isaac Weishaupt, Illuminati Watcher. You can get the book on Amazon. <clears throat> you can get it off of his website, IlluminatiWatcher.com. It's available Kindle edition, PDF, paperback. And the new book hitting uh, the shelves, as they say, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, is Sacrifice, Magic Behind the Mic. Man, it's been great talking to you. And... Uh, Hopefully, we'll get you back on the show here really soon, Isaac. Thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Everybody, we're going to take a little break and uh, going to let you listen to a little bit of music. Probably not going to be Jay-Z or Beyonce, but we'll listen to something. I'm going to let you listen to this, and I'll be back, and I'll wrap up the show with the Paranormal Review. So listen to this, and I'll be back in a few minutes.
Hello, everybody. This is Sandman. I want to thank you for listening to Parareality Radio, and I'd like to invite you to check out my side project. It's called Set It Off. It's a half-hour-long show where I vent my frustrations about anything from politics, religion, pop culture, and celebrities, to rude people, stupid people, or that guy who drives too slow in the fast lane. It can be just about anything that, well, sets me off. It can only be heard on Spreaker and on Facebook. Just go to Spreaker.com and search for Set It Off. Or listen to it on my Facebook page, which is Sandman.Parareality. There's no set schedule for the show because it's completely random. So check for new episodes often. Remember, it's called Set It Off, and you never know what I'm going to say next. This is Parareality Radio, your information source for all things paranormal. Join your host Sandman and his roster of special guests, experts, and experiencers as they explore the realms of the known and the unknown. New shows broadcast the first Monday of every month at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen online at parareality.com. Turn on, tune in, and find out. It's time for the Paranormal Review. <laughs> Man, that music creeps me out just every time that I freaking hear it. All right, back here to finish up the show with Paranormal Review. Before I do that, I'd like to thank my special guest, Mr. Isaac Weishaupt from IlluminatiWatcher.com for being my special guest, author of the book, A Grand Unified Conspiracy Theory, The Illuminati, Ancient Aliens and Pop Culture. You can pick that up on Amazon. It's available on Kindle and on paperback. And uh, by the way, I'm going to be making an appearance on his podcast called Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture here um, this month here in October. So um, turn on, tune in and find out. You can listen to that on uh, IlluminatiWatcher.com or uh, yeah, just go to his, the best way to do it is just to go to his website, www.IlluminatiWatcher.com and you can hear my interview or his interviewing me on his podcast, uh, um, conspiracy theories and unpopular culture, and that's here during the month of October. All right, so winding down the show with the paranormal review. Since we're talking about conspiracy theories for tonight's episode, I thought that I would review a show that is kind of about uh, conspiracy theories. So tonight, the paranormal review is going to be on America Unearthed. So here's the plot America Unearthed tries to reveal the history we all learned in school, may not always be the whole story. Across the country, 
ancient symbols, religious relics, and unexplained artifacts suggest that civilizations from around the world have left their mark for us to find today. The host not only digs to the surprising burial ground that is America for archaeological secrets, but he also uncovers compelling theories that allegedly predates the official discovery of the New World and tries to turn a lot of what we know about American history on its head. America Unearthed goes out to prove that there's a lot we don't know about our past and that people allegedly have gone to great lengths to cover up these mysteries. Now it stars Scott Walter, who is a forensic geologist, so he is a you know, bona fide scientist. So what is my review? Well, what if the American history that we are taught in school is wrong? What if everything that historians, architects, and professors accept to be true about our history is a lie? Would it change your feelings about your country? It's now generally acknowledged that Christopher Columbus was not the first to discover America, but he was the first one in history to receive the official credit for it. However, what if I told you that the Minoans, the ancient Greek culture that allegedly met its demise by quote-unquote sea peoples, traveled to America in ancient times in order to mine for copper in the Michigan Great Lakes area so they could fuel the Bronze Age? What if I said that there's a 12th century Englishman buried on a mountain in Arizona with a tombstone inscribed in Old English 400 years before Columbus? What if it came to light that the ancient Mayans once lived in Georgia, leaving monuments behind that historians refuse to credit belonging to them? Would you believe it if I told you that the Knights Templar had been traveling to the New World for dozens of years before finally escaping there in 1307? Well, those scenarios are just a few examples of the secret American history unearthed by Scott Walter in his History Channel television show, called America Unearthed. In this program, Walter pursues the taboo part of history that isn't acknowledged by mainstream archaeologists, and, and, and he does this in order to discover the truth behind our past. Now, the show is finished up with its second season, and so much has come to light that it, it has people opening their eyes to the possibilities for example, there is a slab found in Michigan with ancient Minoan hieroglyphs, mine-like monuments in Georgia, old English writing chiseled on the side of a mountain in Arizona, and, and just so much more. Now, Scott Walter is a forensic geologist and author turned history investigator after being asked to help take the Kensington runestone several years ago. In my opinion, his scientific background helps legitimize the show. Not everything he investigates is declared a secret that our government slash academic scholars are keeping from us. Some things he, believe are, he believes are hoaxed, others misidentified. He pretty much calls it like he sees it. Now, admittedly, this television series is highly controversial and it's by no means earning rave reviews with various internet blog bloggers who view Walter as a conspiracy theorist that's attempting to make his audience believe anything without backing it with hard evidence. 
However, despite this, the show is still interesting to watch and it makes you wonder about the possibilities. Is there really a secret American history that no one knows about? Is it possible that ancient humans discovered America thousands of years before Columbus? Chances are we will probably never know definitively, but it's still an interesting prospect to ponder. So I give this show my highest rating, 5 out of 5, because I think it's very... Some episodes appear to have more of an agenda than others, but overall, I think that it is uh, very um, neutral in its approach. Why do I say that? Well, because, like I said in my review, sometimes he finds things are simply misidentified or, or miscategorized, and sometimes he finds things that are hoaxes, and he will, you know, definitely call people out on it. Um, he pretty much calls it like he sees it. He is not someone who has been interested in this stuff his whole entire life and finally got a chance to get a TV show. And now he's trying to convince everyone that everything that he believes is real. Um, he got into this whole thing by accident and, uh, became heavily involved in it when he realized through his uh, research with the Kensington Rootstone that, something was amiss here with what we have been learning in um, our history. Now, I've had the privilege and pleasure of interviewing Scott Walter on this show, and he is a uh, very genuine person. He is um, very passionate about what it is that he's doing, and um, having spoken to him on more than one occasion, I have no reason to doubt that um, he really believes in what it is that he's doing. So, um, just from personal experience with the man, I'm not going to call him a friend because we certainly never met in person, but we, we have exchanged emails and we have spoken on the phone several times. Um, I've uh, even um, uh, had uh, conversations with his wife. And uh, both of them are very nice people. And uh, unless I'm just an, an idiot, which I don't believe that I am, um, I think that he is a very uh, genuine person. And he really does believe that there is a history that has been kept from us. And that for whatever reason, the powers that be do not want this status quo that they've got going on to be disturbed for whatever reason that may be. So in conclusion, like I said, I give it a five out of five, my highest rating, which I think I've only given one other um, program a five out of five rating since I've been doing this. Um, It's worth checking out. Uh, especially if, if you like conspiracy theory stuff, um, it's worth looking into. Um, if you like to learn about just history itself, it's worth looking into. And if, if you like mysteries, especially unsolved mysteries, it's also worth checking into. And, and plus, you know, it's just, it's, it's a very entertaining show, all the way around. So even if you're just looking for some entertainment, 
um, you should definitely check it out. I'm quite certain there's going to be a third season. Um, I haven't heard uh, anything or seen anything about uh, what the third season is going to be, but there there certainly is going to be a third season, and I am uh, very well looking forward to it. So that wraps it up for the paranormal review for this episode of Parareality Radio. Um, it, speaking of paranormal review and stuff, um, I did uh, earlier in the year. I did a review of um, uh, what was it the, the 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 Curse of Oak Island or the Mystery of of Oak Island, whatever that that show about Oak Island is. Look at my freaking paper here. Let me see what was it. Um, let's see. I guess it was the Curse of Oak Island. I think that's what the name of it is. I had it written down here somewhere. Oak Island Mystery, whatever the hell it was is called. And uh, I said I didn't think that there was going to be a season two because I just didn't think the show was interesting enough. Um, I was wrong. There's going to be a season two. So uh, check it out. The Curse of Oak Island, I think is what it's called. I believe it's on uh, the Discovery Channel. Um Either that or the History Channel. I can't remember now off the top of my head because I didn't think to uh, confirm it before <laughs> I started uh, recording the segment. So uh, just anyway, just just check it out regardless. Just just check it out. All right. So everybody, that does it. I hope that you enjoyed tonight's show. Once again, my special guest, I, I send out a thanks to Mr. Isaac Weishaupt, author of A Grand Unified Conspiracy Theory. The Illuminati, Ancient Aliens and Pop Culture. You can check out all of his stuff at his on his website, which is IlluminatiWatcher.com. And I am going to be a special guest on his podcast. The name of the podcast is uh, Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture. You can check that out on his website, IlluminatiWatcher.com. So uh, thanks, Isaac, and I hope that everybody enjoyed tonight's show. Let me know what you thought about it by sending me an email. Sandman at parareality.com is the email address. Also, please remember to visit my website, parareality.com. That's where you can find out all kinds of information about the show. You can listen to the current and past episodes, and if you click on the Extras tab, you can join the official Parareality Radio Forum. It's free to join. You can shop in the Parareality Radio store and even watch some show videos and other kind of cool and interesting stuff. Also, don't forget to look me up on Facebook. That's Sandman.Parareality on Facebook. You can hear the show there as well, and you can also find out more about what's going on in the world of Parareality. Now, on the Parareality Radio store, I just want to keep in mind, I want you to keep this in mind, that I don't make any money off the stuff that I sell in my store. Every dime of that is going back towards producing this program, so I'm not making any money. So if you find it in your heart, it's Christmas time coming up here pretty soon. You want to get someone a cool gift, or maybe you're a fan of the show and you want somebody else to get you a cool gift from uh, Parareality Radio, check out the Parareality Radio store. We sell all kinds of stuff there on the store, and it's good quality stuff. It's not just crap. So uh, if you want some shirts, hats, coats, calendar, coasters, mugs, 
clocks, furniture. We sell, well, not furniture, but we, we sell furniture accessories. So we got all that stuff in the Parareality Radio Store. So just uh, go to uh, www.parareality.com and click on the Extras tab, and you can shop in the Parareality Radio Store. So please help me continue to put this podcast on so you guys can continue to enjoy Parareality Radio. And I thank you in advance. Everybody, my next show is going to be available on Monday, November the 3rd, 2014. The topic for that show is going to be the Vonich Manuscript, that mysterious manuscript that no one can make heads nor tails of and no one knows what the hell it means. Well, that's what I'm going to try to dissect on the November show. That's Monday, November 3rd, 2014. Be available for download at 8 o'clock Central U.S. time. So make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out. I hope that this radio program opens your mind up to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. I hope that you have a wonderful evening, and I will see you again next month. Good night, everybody.